On this month's episode of EdTech, we're going to be joined by, by Melissa Dillman talking about HDCP 2.2 Pro. We're going to be talking about whether or not this is a cash grab, a bonus, or just covering copyright. All this on EdTech. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is EdTech, episode 51, Staring at HDCP. This episode of EdTech is brought to you by our underwriters. Underwriters like FSR. This is EdTech. This is EdTech, your monthly higher ed podcast. I'm Bill O'Donnell. This month, I'm joined by Melissa Dillman from Staring Marketing. Hello, Bill. How are you doing? Hello. Uh, I'm also joined by Mike Tomei. Hey, Bill. How are you doing, sir? Great. Ed- and, and last but certainly not least, the illustrious Ernie Bailey. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Bill. Good morning. Oh, good morning, sir. So um, we have Melissa on the show uh, because she's been uh, um, always at the forefront of, uh, of upcoming technology as well as uh, upcoming uh, certain protocols and things that will be affecting folks. And uh, the big thing, we had a chat uh, before the show and everything, and it turns out that um, uh, a, a specific manufacturer and some other groups uh, decided to get into the business of uh, kind of uh, setting a new level for HDCP, uh, which if you don't know, is high definition copyright protection. That's the kind of stuff that runs along uh, DisplayPort, Mini DisplayPort, uh, Thunderbolt, um, HDMI, all that kind of fun stuff that if there's not a key exchange, it suddenly says, oh, it's not valid, and you'll see a green screen or a black screen, or you won't see anything at all, which, oddly enough, though, you will hear audio, but you won't see anything. Um, but there's a new, uh, there's a new uh, protocol or new level of this to HDCP 2.2, which is called uh, HDCP 2.2 Pro. Now, uh, Melissa, do you want to care to enlighten the audience on this one? So... HTCP Pro, it has came to market um, just in the last few months. <clears throat> so in doing some research, what I find is um, Biamp and another company that uh, primarily specializes with hotel distribution um, came together and developed this new Pro component to HDCP. So, you know, we've all been in the position to fight HDCP especially in education. Mm-hmm. Y'all are always trying to send multiple displays. A lot of times you're using copywritten material, which is, which is all fine and well. It becomes a headache, though, when we try to utilize it in large classrooms. Mm-hmm. Well. Or if we try to distribute it across, um, say, for example, if we have, like, say, a, a speaker at an auditorium or a lecture hall or something like that, and they're like, oh, yes, and here's some of my notes, and they've plugged in a uh, a MacBook or so, and uh, the rest of the system just goes, what is this? And bam. No. And bam, it's gone. So yeah. on the surface, this is really cool. HDCP Pro basically is taking away that license feature that says, I'm only going to go to one display for one source. Um, what it does is it opens up the gates and says, okay, you can distribute this now across multiple um, multiple places. And, and that's awesome, right? That's what we've been asking for on the pro side. Well, that's, that's a wonderful free lunch. That's uh, a great free lunch. Yeah, um, there are no free you, lunches. <laughs> but then you get a little further into it. 
And a little further into it, we find A, that your integrator or somebody must be licensed by the HDCP folks. Mm -hmm. And while I don't know what that figure is, I'm sure it's not cheap because it's HDCP. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is, is it requires that at certain intervals, and I believe it's quarterly, that you have to come and make sure that you do your firmware updates. Basically, what they're doing is checking to make sure that um, everything is current and up to date. And if you miss their deadline, you'll go black. <laughs> so I'm seeing a little caveat there. While initially it looks great. Um, boy, that time constriction and the licensing part of it kind of throw up a red flag for me. Now, the thing that, yeah, oh yeah, there's multiple red flags. I mean, just, you know, <laughs> yeah. just, just hear me out on this one. Like Ernie, uh, you know, Grant, we, we do have good rapport. Usually, you know, folks have good rapports with the good, with good integrators and everything. Sure. But uh, in terms of all of a sudden hearing, hey, we have to come by your campus like four times a year uh, <laughs> just to do a software update. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'd be more inclined to say, yeah, yeah, just hand me the software and I'll go and do it. But well, I'm my own integrator. Oh, well, there you, you know, go. I don't hire integrators. We do, we do it all in-house. So, mm -hmm. you know, so what you're going to cost me the license. So you're going to pay the licensing fee. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, is there going to be an educational discount for that? You know. <laughs> yeah, there's no discount. Yeah, I know that. So, uh, so here's the next part of this that gets a little a little hinky. Another red flag that comes up. Um, an article was released yesterday from the folks at Biamp, and what they're stipulating is that in order to stay in true alignment with the rules of HDCP 2.2. Mm -hmm that every device on a network, if you're moving it via the network, that every device on that network would count as one of your hops, for lack of a better word. So with 2.2, you're now restricted to 32 different devices. So they're claiming if those, those network devices then would be part of that count. So, so we're including your switches, um, even some, your routers. Um, God help me if you're, it, yeah, as I say, yeah, the switches and routers alone, it's like, yeah, just getting from building to building. Oh God, if you even, if you even go down the path of ugh, um, when you're transmitting across like a large campus, um, are we gonna, that might even include say uh, the media converters slash transceivers and everything. So if you do that, if that's truly where this is going, it really throws a wrench into all those companies that are manufacturing devices to start moving your AV through your networks, right? So, so it looks like Biamp and HTCP are taking the approach that they're going to count absolutely every device that it touches. <laughs> that's, uh, as I say, that's, that's, it, it's, there are words to use to describe this. Quaint is not one of them, um, <clears throat> especially considering the fact that when you're talking like um, Ernie, and this is just a, a, a question for for both you and Mike. Um, when you guys go to have uh, you know the classrooms, and there's a large number of um, a large amount of equipment that requires network drops, are you guys doing home runs, or are you having like local switches in the rooms? Uh, we're putting local switches in the rooms right now. Uh, okay. In fact, the room I'm doing right now, 
every lect it's this it's a multi-purpose space and there are actually three lecterns each lectern has a small switch in it mm -hmm. it goes back to a pair of 48 port switches in my main rack stuff bounces back and forth between them so to a 30 port 32 uh, by 32 matrix goes from there out to multiple scalers and from there to display devices i just did a quick count if i do a presentation and my source is at one of my lecterns and i'm displaying it on all of my displays in that space with without trying real hard i got to 22 devices <laughs> so yeah and that, that and you know that's seven displays <laughs> it's an interesting you know i personally in my in my humble opinion uh, <laughs> it should be noted that uh, melissa is also um a, a well-established member on the show uh mho or my humble opinion so hey, which well, is also on av nation right in my yeah in my humble opinion i think this is going to be you know this is taking us back to the day of the key counts again like oh. we used to have to do when this was first introduced mm -hmm. and back to that fight that happened originally when they argued whether or not you could assign new keys on the outputs of your of your devices um, and whether or not that was a legal maneuver within the hdcp rules so It'll be interesting to see how this sorts out. I saw Extron made an announcement today that they've just uh, created their first HDCP 2.2 device. Oh, which, uh, which probably uh, debuted at their uh, steakhouse. Um, not that uh, not that that's their testing lab. Um, so, you know, it, if it's coming to market that quick, this is going to be something we need to get on our radars and figure out how we're going to handle it. And, and really watch how this shakes down. Um, I think it may be a faster pickup than original when we first got into, you know, the one dots. So it's just something to, to put on your radar and be aware of. I mean, this could really be a pain factor, um, especially for universities. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, Ernie's just doing a rough count and, you know, within just, Ernie, that's all within one room, correct? It's, as I say, I mean, granted, the internet, the, the, these network hops are going back to probably a, a network closet and coming back, but even still, that's well, just... That's, that's not even getting to the network closet. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. You've already broken probably the, 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 the 32. Melissa, it was yeah. what, 32? 32. Yeah. 32, yeah. Yeah, it's already, mm -hmm. yeah that's already... Like, like I said, that was without trying. Yeah. Uh, you know, a quick count, just going down the path. Now, and you know, my guess is that QSC is going to have an answer for this. Right, because QSC is gonna is that's part of their big promotion. Mm -hmm. They're moving across the networks, just like you know, um, AMX has their devices, and yeah, you know, everybody has a device. This Biamp is the first one that I've seen really step into this 2.2 Pro forum, and the reasoning being that they're claiming every device. I don't think anyone else's has went down that path yet, so yeah. the battle will rage on. It just kind of seems like a, I'm not going to say a, it it's almost seems like a punitive measure, really. Um, only in regards of, you know, Biamp does have some devices, but in, in breadth or in comparison against, say, what QSC is doing, uh, as well as like Crestron and Extron, 
um, you know, both, both Crestron and Extron have far more down the line developed products that are meant for, you know, across the network. I, it almost seems like they're trying to either rein it in or, or say, well, no, you're going to have to pay, you know, more for this. You know, you really want all the cool stuff. Oh, it's going to cost you. And it, I don't know. It, it just seems like a, almost like a slowdown or just a cash grab, but that's just, that's just me. Well, you know, initially there was that fight, you know, um, some time at Kramer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and the initial fight, we assigned keys on every output to our to our displays. Mm-hmm. And there was a big argument for a long time as to whether or not that was a valid way to protect HDCP. Eventually, it was determined that, yes, that, that was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I think this is sort of in that same vein. I think they're going to squabble about it for a while. And, and at the end of the day, I just can't imagine that that 32 is going to hold up and network devices are going to count. But it seems to be the direction they're trying to go. I'd, I'd like to say that's the that I would I would like to agree with you on that one. It's just I don't know. Folks are probably going to look at this and go and say, oh, no, this is more licensing. And just they're they're going to go for the cash. But that's as I say, but that's that's capitalism. And that's that's the market for you. That's just yeah. you know, that's the well, thing. Let me throw out the scenario we do in that we have students on multiple campuses in the same class. So, and we're video conferencing. Well, I cannot send HTCP across the video conferencing network. No. Um, yeah, no, just about, it, yeah, just about every. Change? That's a, as I say, Melissa, I'm going to defer what to you on that? that one. I'm sorry, what was the question? Uh, are we going to be able to send via our video conferencing network? anything over HTCP 2.2 Pro? No, no, no. Reason being, the whole point of HTCP is to protect the content. And once you release it into that video conferencing sphere, I can't protect it when it it hits that far side. So I don't don't foresee a time in the near future that HTCP is gonna say, go ahead. Um, I don't think they're gonna let that go. Now, maybe you could if you were doing Pro, but I'm gonna doubt it unless it was controlled by you. I don't. I don't see where that's gonna fly. It's all about protection. Okay. Fair enough. And then once you start putting any sort of like lecture capture devices or recording devices in those classrooms, oh, yeah. then it's a whole other wrinkle. So oh, I've got that in every room too, and I wasn't counting that while ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Add that to your list. Because it comes back down the same path through the same devices, so it's gonna hit every one of them twice. <laughs> There's some new devices that are going to do lecture capture. It'll be interesting to look at how they're handling this. Um, Because that lecture capture has always been a problem, especially with um, HDCP, especially if you put that Mac in there. Now it's trying to encrypt everything, right? Right. Um, But there's some new devices claiming they can do it. Let's see how they're doing it. For me, it's buyer beware right now. Make sure you're educated on all the ins and outs and, uh, you know, make me from the show me state. Prove it to me. Yeah. <laughs> it must be frustrating for uh, these pro manufacturers to have to uh, deal with these constant changes all the time. It's almost like the consumer market is driving these changes and then the pro AV people, uh, you know, have to keep up with it. It must be really frustrating for manufacturers. Well, and if you, if you think about it, um, let's use Samsung since, you know, they're in the news so much here lately. Yeah. If you look at, <laughs> if you look at Samsung, the biggest chunk of their income 
comes from the consumer, from the, from the consumer side, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They don't really care what I'm doing on the pro side. I'm not a big enough piece of the pie. So therefore I don't get that kind of voice. Right. Um, when you're talking about what they can sell to, to consumers, they don't care. So yeah. it's a matter of us always trying to do the workaround, right? And figure out how can we make these devices work in, in legit situations like education. Yeah. I mean, by all rights, you guys have large rooms and multiple displays. You should be able to, to function. Um, but that's just never been brought to the forefront for consideration. Right. It's uh, yeah, it's one of those things in that I think um, in other shows, we've talked about this, uh, <clears throat> the consumer, <clears throat> excuse me, the, in the uh, professional, there's like, you know, the consumer AV world, which is about 80% of the market. Then after that, it, it goes into the varying shades. I mean, there's commercial, there's education. The education segment is growing, but, you know, comparatively, it's like, oh, yeah, well, the other 80% says this is a good idea. Well, okay, you're, you know. You're, you're- when I started, education it was 90% of the market. Well, if you consider 4K, yeah. right? Yeah. We all have, well, okay, this is a specific group, right? A special group. But are you guys running 4K displays in your, in, at home yet? Uh, at home, I have, uh, yes. I, I, yeah, I was just say I have, I, like, I have a 4K TV that I picked up at Sam's Club, but. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I am, you know, yeah. I've got a 4K TV. I don't, you know, I'm not really watching any 4K. But we're, we're sort of the AV, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're the early adopters. But for the most part, people are happy with their 1080Ps. Yes? Yeah. These work great. We're happy with the image. They're in a majority of homes. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make manufacturers or displays any money. Yeah. So again, right, mm-hmm. going back to what you are saying, they're going to push 4K because they need you to buy new displays, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It's not something that we've asked for or demanded on the consumer side. So it's very much, um, you know, the kind of the tail wagging the dog these days. It is. The counter I will put to that, though, is that, and this is, this is where it, it turns into, you know, the, the demand and the viewing of it is that remember a while back, everyone was going, Hey, we're going to be able to do 3d. Now 3d popped up for a little bit. And yes, you can still watch some stuff in 3d in the movie theaters, but you really haven't seen like, like the 3d displays have kind of gone by the, oh, yeah. gone by the wayside. Yeah. Now that has been taken up by like 4k and you now also have, you know, a lot of, as I say, oh, as I say, there still are smart displays. Um, although with what's popped up in the news recently, I don't know if folks are going to be all that in favor of smart TV, smart TVs much longer. In which they go, wait, folks can watch what I'm wa- watch what I'm watching. Yeah. yeah no, I don't, <laughs> okay, I don't. that makes me crazy, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. Anytime you put a camera or mic on it, there is a six-year-old somewhere who can hack it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the, think otherwise is foolish. Oh, no, it's, it's in, and you know, I, I have a friend who uh, literally he does uh, white hat uh, hacking and um, you know, he will go to places like his, most of his business is made going to hospitals. And he said, he said, you know, he'll make a list of all the things he finds access through. And he said, a lot of the times it's the, 
routine basic stuff. Now, this doesn't mean, you mm-hmm. know, swipe cards or anything. It literally means he'll go up and say, hey, guys, uh, I have to do an IT. I, I got to do a software update. And he's like, you know, borrowed someone's contractor badge. And they're looking like, oh, all right, whatever. And he's <laughs> like, he can just get in and do everything he needs. And in terms of relating that back to smart TVs and everything else, you think that they've really uh, put in, uh, you know, high-end uh, processing chips, nor have they put in uh, high-end security on these things? No. Folks looked and said, I want Netflix. Okay, what's the easiest way we can get the Netflix out? Okay, go. And, and that's in the same, it's in the same security vein on that one. And the fact that it's like all these, you know, a lot of the IoT devices, it's like security. What's security? Well, you know, going back to your 3D bill, yeah. I, think, I think 3D – was way ahead of its time, right? I, yeah. It came out, but the hardware wasn't quite ready. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> my prediction is as we move to 8K and 120 hertz, that's where 3D gets its resurrection. Now you've got enough speed and enough bandwidth to actually make it functional. Yeah, at that point, I think we'll be having fiber optics wired directly into the display because <laughs> that ain't going to go on. That ain't going to go along any any bit of uh, uh, cat cable. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. The copper will melt at that at that rate. Yeah, but it's coming. Fiber optics yeah. to the hologram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love holograms. <laughs> I, I, f- I fear the time of when we end up get do getting the holodeck because you will uh, just from my own perspective, either a folks won't want to leave their house, or b if we have it on campus, it's going to be okay, guys. You got to leave. You got to leave the holodeck. No, no, no. We're we're still doing stuff in here. I don't care. I'm going to shut the power off. I get a hologram, I guarantee it'll look like Angelina Jolie. Fair enough. That's what I'm going to project. Fair enough. You, as I say, you can do that. I'm, I'm going to uh, uh, do something where I end up looking along the lines of Brad Pitt. So <laughs> there you go. Um, so thank you, Melissa. That was, as I say, it's been, it's been a fun like, uh, uh, back and forth with this in the fact that you know, folks will hear about these things and you know, sometimes HDCP can be the magic thing where folks hear that and they just go, oh, I get it. Okay, everything has to be copyrighted, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, you don't understand. This is how folks can pull the I got you. And then, you know, I had a discussion with um, a certain individual on my campus who will remain nameless, uh, who I explained to him how, you know, they're, they're trying to do an update to um, their, their room. And I said, Hey guys, you have an analog system. The HDCP is going to shut this off. Oh, we have a Mac adapter. That'll take care of it. And I'm going, <sighs> it's like, it's like that scene from the Prince's Bride. You say those words. I don't think you know what it mean, actually means. I don't think it means what you think it means. It means. But yes. So it's, it's one of those ones of like, this is an important topic because um, you know, like, like Ernie said, when it comes to, you know, Hey, the lecture capture stuff, Hey, you know, the, the lecturer is coming in here. Um, sometimes they do have like say software or they're showing something that's only on their laptop because, you know, they had to go and get licensing keys or something like that. If it's a CAD drawing or say it's something in Maya or just, you know what, Hey, it's my PowerPoint presentation. And yes, I have put copyright protection on this thing because there's some patented info on this. Um, now, if he's willing to go to a, go to a, um, a college and do a, uh, and agree to a lecture capture series on it and everything, obviously it's okay for public dissemination. But you know, all these things are built in on the backside, and you know, th- there are these "I gotcha" moments, and it's not always going to be, oh, well, you know, the switcher doesn't work. Well, no, it's not the switcher's fault. The switcher is doing exactly what it's what it was manufactured for. It's 
folks have updated things and you know we're, we're trying to you know the magic words around here are always going to be oh is it in compliance which you know is a is a wonderful word if you ever throw that out into the world of the dod that is like the death threat there it's like oh you're not in compliance oh bad things oh, are going to happen to you same thing in healthcare. yeah yeah, yeah right don't forget that with 2.2 with hdcp all of your devices are going to need to be 2.2. Oh, it's not back. As I say, there's no. Is, it, it is backwards compatible, but when okay. you're running a 4K, right, that's going to be encrypted 2.2, and then that's where we get in trouble, and everything will have to step back. So that's some fun times. It's going to be a good time. You know, uh, my friends at the Smithsonian have this challenge as well. Right, because Smithsonian does a lot of education. Oh yeah. But it's encrypted. Mm. It's all copyright protected, right? All has HDCP on it. And when they're trying to use it for their own purposes, they can't strip that HDCP off. Even though they, they created it. Yeah, even though they, they own it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they, those poor guys oh. have some interesting challenges as well. And of course they have an unlimited budget to take care of that too. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with right. that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like place. universities. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Please, for us, it's you know we're doing a renovation. Oh, this one room got gutted. Oh, we can take care of that, no problem. Yeah, I, I don't have the uh, VP of Capital Plans uh, uh, holding me to the fire for that. Not at all. <laughs> no. That never happens. So um, yeah, but that aside, like just. If anything, Melissa, I did want to say thank you. This has just been like a, a fun, like just back and forth with everything, and the fact that um, honestly, like it's it it is an important. It like I said, it's it's one of those things. It ranks up there with the infrastructure. And you know, whenever you hear this in the news and everything, folks talk about you know, oh, we're going to be updating our infrastructure. Yeah, infrastructure is not sexy, but infrastructure is also what keeps everything moving. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this case, it's the if you don't follow this, this is going to be a very expensive update and actually that that actually does bring me to a separate question uh has this been finalized as it's going to be part of a new chipset or is because uh, this isn't like just a and i'm sure a couple of manufacturers will say oh it's just a firmware update i'm like yeah i've, I've dealt with hdcp it's rarely is it ever a firmware update yeah i'm thinking this one is a chipset oh joy oh yeah so this is going to be this will be a, a new and fun endeavor so yeah, it, it, and, and the problem is there's not a ton of education taking place about it right now. No, and that's, that's actually why we brought you on the show for this one, because um, you know, this, this is something that it's gonna be affecting technology managers and it's not just gonna be a, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just throw something in the line. No, it's, oh. it's, a, it's a, a, a complete infrastructural um, uh, review. And it's, it's just one of those things of just, you know, kind of a, uh, you know, folks have to be aware of that stuff. Yes. Well, I'll be coming out, I'm sure, with some classes on it soon, but Ooh. You know, it is it, just because no one else is talking about it. So no. we need to bring it to light so people will at least be able to be well informed. Yeah. Now, actually, you, you spoke of uh, some classes. Um, is uh, Starin going to be uh, putting out some uh, classes uh, on demand or, or are these going to be available to the public or? Starin is going to be putting out some classes on demand. <laughs> uh, funny thing. I come on board and all of a sudden we're now. Um, <laughs> 
educator of the year comes on board with a company and this happens? Yeah, they actually, we're very excited. We have a new website getting ready to launch that is a resource where we will be putting a lot of education. And there's a big focus right now. I think we've got 12, 15 um, ready to launch. Everything's going to carry our use. So if you have your search from Infocom, you'll be able to get our use for it. So we're really excited. Those, the, all of that stuff's going to be coming out very soon. Well, cool. Um, yeah. yeah, like I said, it's it's one of those just folks, you know, nothing nothing hits uh, education quicker than, uh, let's see, on-demand, online, uh, free is also the uh, fun uh, uh, enticer, too. But um, hmm. the fact that this can be at everyone's pace, I think, will really kind of uh, cause folks to latch on. Um, awesome. Yeah. So um, that being said, Mike, I, as I say, if anything, um, how are you, sir? I, as I say, I do, uh, I, I do admit it's one of those, like, I know we've been very heavy in talking about this and it's great to hear uh, the feedback on this. Um, from a consultant perspective, is this, is this um, a major wrinkle or is this going to be something that you're just going to look and say, okay, I have to factor this in. Let's see where this is going. Like, is it, yeah. it's, it's a down the line issue. Well, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's not, um, nothing minor, that's for sure. I mean, mm. you know, it's uh, all the pain that everybody went through years ago um, when all of this started ramping up, uh, making the switch from analog to digital, and then it, it could easily start happening again with these new standards that are coming out. So, um, yeah, it's definitely not a, a minor thing, um, but, uh, but, you know, educating yourself and, and staying current is the key with this one. So Fair enough. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, Ernie, uh, as I say, I can already tell you're going to be having a ball with, uh, just out of curiosity, how many of, uh, of your rooms, um, are equipped for lecture capture and why do I have a sneaking suspicion? It's going to be, uh, either a huge majority or all, but please let me, please uh, 100%. Me. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> uh, and I mean, you know, we lecture capture, uh, using uh, Blackboard Collaborate. So if I've got a computer, I'm equipped for for it. Uh, we put in uh, AV bridges, you know, Audio's AV bridge to bring our high, high def cameras and high level audio back into the computer. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and we do that in every classroom we've got. Uh, you know, I've got two rooms that don't have it. And they're both slated for upgrades. In fact, I was working on the upgrade letter when we started the conference. Uh, those two rooms. That's my last two. So, well, fair enough. Um, actually, that. Uh, all right. So, uh, very cool. Um, sorry, there's just a mid mid brain uh, collision. There was a separate uh, topic that Melissa and I were talking about that uh, um, that that does uh, affect Ernie. But that's a uh, that's a topic for another day. Um, in general. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a good thing. I will say this. It's a good thing. We'll talk offline. It's fine. Oh. Um, so that being said, uh, Ernie, uh, as I say, we've uh, come to our, our uh, uh, end of the show here. Uh, where can the fine folks uh, find you online? Uh, they can generally find me on LinkedIn. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Mike, where can the, fun, the, where can the folks find you? <laughs> I can, uh, my, my website is the best place. It's tomeiav.com. It's T-O-M-E-I-A-V.com. And again, another shameless plug. I'm teaching two classes at Infocom this year. All so, right. Um, yeah. So when you go to sign up, uh, search for my last name and sign up for the two classes. They're perfect for people that are in uh, higher ed. 
uh, technology management. I, I would recommend that folks sign up early for that because uh, if I remember correctly last year, Mike, uh, yours uh, was at least one of them uh, concerning uh, ADA uh, compatibility yep. was uh, standing room only, if I remember right. That was pretty, yeah. that was pretty I couldn't cool. get in the room. See? <laughs> I'll uh, I'll save a seat for you, Arnie. In the yeah, front. there you go. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, if, folks, yeah. If you can, I was coming to heckle, so. Oh, jeez. Uh, all right, forget it then. Well, <laughs> You're no, out. Believe me, I, if yeah. I was there, it, it, Ernie and I would have been Waldorf and Statler. You can figure. Oh, out. great. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. Don't worry, I would have had the uh, white skull cap and all. Nice. Um, so. That, as I say, once again, folks, if you do, if you're coming to Infocom, it's in Orlando this year, so it'll be nice and hot and sweaty. Um, it's Orlando. And humid. And um, humid. Oh, oh yeah. It's hot and sweaty any place they have, but you add humidity when you go to Orlando. That's true. At least, in, as I say, you, you know, the standard with Vegas is, well, it's a dry heat. Dry heat, yeah. 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 It's a dry 106. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that being said, uh, if you give you a chance, please, by all means, uh, if you're coming to Infocom, Mike is a great in, uh, instructor. Uh, he will be giving out some, some great tips and tricks. Not to, not to be outdone by that, um, I'm sure, as I say, Melissa is also a uh, Infocom Educator of the Year, um, and she is uh, quite well-versed. Well I am happily admitted a student, uh, a former uh, Kramer Certified Digitalist by her. Um, Melissa, where can the fine folks find you at? Well, you know, you can find me on Twitter at Melissa Dillman, mm -hmm. or you can email me at melissa.dillman at staring.biz. Mm -hmm. Well, fair enough. Thank you very much. Uh, everyone, I'd want to say thanks for your time, uh, and we will see you next month. <laughs>